0: And we're back by Unpopular Demand. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Sales Dropping Podcast. Uh, as always, it's your your host for the most, AJ and Vasu. Today, we're talking about how to use dating apps to build the best outreach, cold outreach, maybe even warm outreach cadence. Vasu, how are we, how are we feeling?
1: I'm super I'm excited, excited about this one, if I'm, I'm honest. honest. Uh, uh, I think there's, there's so, 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 much, so we much we can learn, learn from Hinge and how we can leverage Hinge to build literally the best cadence you've in your
0: life. It's so I'm, I'm out of the game. I'm happily um, engaged, you know, seem to be married. So I'm going to be really reliant upon you here to educate me on what's what's going on here. And uh, I can speak from a sales perspective. You can probably speak from more uh, dating app perspective. How does that sound? Let's
1: do, <laughs> let's do it. it. I mean, it's going to be very cool.
0: So let's probably start with, first of all, with maybe in your experience, you know, what are the similarities between, you know, dating and, and outreach?
1: Yeah, so, so I think it's it's not dissimilar, right? At the end of the day, what you're trying to do is find someone that sort of matches what you're looking for and you match what they're looking for and you can solve a problem in a, in a way right like if someone's looking for someone who's fun someone who's outgoing and you are that or you're looking for someone that's, that's that it, it sort of um, matches that exactly. but also standing out that's probably the easiest one to compare to for example cold outreach that an SDR might be doing um, it is just about standing out and making sure you aren't just part of the crowd of difference of emails that people are getting uh saying, check out my service, check out my service. It's more something fun, something different, something people are actually interested in, and maybe it's something specific towards them. So for example, uh if you're looking at emails and outreach, you probably see hey, Joe, you probably see so many emails come in from cold outreach people asking you to check out their service, do this, this is great for seed legals, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you probably, you probably don't reply to any of them unless the account account. it's actually quite interesting. And I think that's the key. Making it super specific and standing out—I think that's a big part of the topics we're going to discuss today.
0: Nice. I'm a bit of a loser. I promise you, if you do send me cold outreach, I will respond to it. I will give you feedback. But odds are, I'm not going to book a demo of you unless you know you you do some direct mail and send me some brownies, like um my good friends at Atrium have. So thank you so much to Atrium HQ. <laughs> but also, I'm, let's just talk about that that, that point you had there about. The brand is actually really sensational. Actually, really, really enjoy them. <laughs> um, let's talk about standing out, and I think that's probably a really, really interesting point here. With I guess dating profiles and just outreach in general, why I think it's interesting is a lot of people are getting the same advice from the same sources, and as a result, everyone's doing the exact same things, which is great. From in some cases a technical component, there's standardisation across the across the board the outreach message from company A and country B, company B. going to be very relatively the same but to your point if we're all doing the exact same thing how do we actually stand out you know how do you get that prospect to open your email watch your video how do you get that lucky lady and gentleman or or that individual to swipe right or swipe left where whatever is these days classic when we think about standing out what 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 are your go-to ways to ensure that you stand out you pop you shine like a diamond
1: yeah i mean this example, again, works really well for dating apps on Hinge or, for example, even just emails. So the majority of cold outreach that I would get would have been traditionally just very text heavy, not very specific. It's probably a line where they've got uh, our name in it, c company name in it, your name in it. A little bit of customization, but not too deep. Um, but, Ada, you've you've seen, and I've probably sent you a few examples where, Really been blown away by some outreach uh, when it comes to emails, um, but also on the on the dating side. Again, this is it, it's all about being super specific, but being super personalised, right? So let's say you're on a Hinge, someone sends you a rose, doesn't say very much. They just say, "Check, check for my profile." So, something, something stupid, right? You're probably not really going to look at it too much or take it too seriously. Whereas if for example, they reply to a prompt of yours or something you've spoken about on LinkedIn or something like that. You're more you're more likely to respond. I had a situation where someone actually wrote a poem in the on the SDR side of things, not not on Hinge. Uh, someone wrote me a poem uh, to get me to reply. And I, I said it to AJ because I was like, I know how they're doing this. And it, it's probably just the first two lines that are customized. But it sort of resonates with you a little bit. It gives you a warm feeling inside. It's a bit different. It makes you interested to know what they're talking about. And you almost seem like you wanna give them their time. Obviously the key thing here is they're not gonna reply at the end of the day they can't see the benefit in your service. So, gimmicks and stuff are great, but you do also wanna make sure you're effectively communicating why your business, the service you're providing is beneficial, right? If I'm just sending poems to someone, to everyone on, um, on, on Hinge, for example, I'm very unlikely to get a response, right? Uh, or maybe I will, but it won't be as optimized. You'll get some responses, maybe they won't want you, maybe they're more interested in the poem, etc. It, it's not really an adequate, uh, uh, an adequate summary of you as an individual. However, if that's as a gateway to get them to read the email, then there's some really great content about how you can support them, benefit them, benefit their company, um, and really provide value and they can see a benefit to, their, to your service. That's how you're going to get the hook. So I think for me, it's like an element of standing out, but for the right reasons, not the wrong ones. You want to make sure it's targeted, but also not just something random. I've seen sometimes people just message random stuff on... um <laughs> You okay, went to the
0: same university you went to, and it's like, yeah, congrats, so did 4,000 people last year. <laughs> like, Who cares?
1: And that, that's research. It's good, but it's just not being used in the right way. It's the example on Hinge. If someone said, oh, I went to the same uni as you, Cool, mate. Great. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. But it doesn't, it doesn't really take that, that conversation, conversation anywhere meaningful. It's the same thing
0: anymore. That's my take. What, what, what would be better, would be different, would be, hey, we went to the university at random at the same time. Looks like we both studied accountancy. Hey, I really found, don't know name and shame any of my tutors here, but I really found professors blah-de-blah sessions to be quite dull. You know, how, how, how did you find them? And that's, again, taking that first level of personalization and going a step beyond making it personal, trying to entice somebody to respond, which is like what we need to do here. I'm a exactly. big advocate of this idea that of optimization. I wouldn't send that message on hint if I'm honest. Yeah, I'm at really the game. Really I don't know, man. I, sure. I don't know what's going on these days. <laughs> but it, it would really work on... Um, code outreach, there we go. That's where I specialize, right? So what I would say is I'm a big, big fan of optimization. And when I say optimization, what we're trying to ensure is that once they've opened the message, Once they've read the message, it's clear to them what they're going to get out of this interaction. And this simply starts with the copy. So what we're sending, but also before we get to the copy, we need to understand, you know, what our market is, you know, what are potential buyers, sellers, potential boyfriends, girlfriends, you know, partners actually interested in, what are they looking for? How do we understand the problems they're facing? situations they're facing, their, their dating interests, you know, what they're looking out of, and how do we optimize to ensure that when they view our profile, when we read our, our LinkedIn message, when they watch our video, in a few short, simple seconds, it's quite clear in regards to what they're gonna get out of this interaction, right? And where I think the parallels here are really, 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 really apt are, I guess, with dating apps, with cold outreach, the point of all this, all of this, is just to start a conversation. You want to get that person open up get that person speaking see if you vibe see if you actually can provide value see if there's a mutual value exchange in some case and then simply we take it from 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 there
1: i agree i agree i think it's an interesting one right uh, i think the the hinge thing or tinder whichever whichever pick your poison right whichever poison you go for um you sort of do it in a very similar manner to SDRs when it comes to the ICP. When, you, when you're talking about things like location, when you're talking about things like interest, you want to make sure they align, right? If you've got a product that, I don't know, is a B2B is a, is a play, you're kind of only going for consumers, it sort of doesn't work, right? In, in the same manner, if, for example, you're, you're a SaaS company uh, and your service only really works in in the UK, uh, and, and its targeted is to do it companies over 100 so uh, employees employee in size. In remember the, the little ones size, who aren't I'm in the UK, in UK maybe in maybe Belgium. Belgium it's, it's the wrong, wrong market. market. It, just it just won't work. work. And, and that's, that's the same, same thing with dating apps. 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 If, you if you only want to, match, to people, match people, you can actually go meet or, meet, or want or to go meet. meet. Like, like, put the radius to the right places, make sure your interests are aligned. Like, put what you're interested in so you match the right people. It It's really not too complex it's just about making sure you understand who is the target market for your products and making sure you reach out to them too
0: now that's it i'm going to go a little bit far right here so this may okay. this may, this cool. may have to get may have to get beat out. but i think oftentimes the biggest mistake people probably make is not having enough volume and what i mean is simply especially from a cold outreach standpoint listen you can send 10 emails today probably not, not gonna get 10, 10 responses. You could probably spend, send 10 videos on LinkedIn. You might actually be lucky, you might get fortunate. <laughs> you might actually get a few responses, but simply for us to try and build out this repeatable framework, which ultimately is what the purpose of, of cold outreach and, and and this type of work is, right? It's this repeatable, scalable process. We need to be like quite front heavy on, on, on outreach initially, right? And we're gonna face a lot of rejections up until we get the copyright. Up until we get the profile optimised, up until we know what to say and how to respond, so really want to get your thoughts in regards to when we first start out on these apps, cold outreach. When we're getting you know, a thousand doors shut in our face, the mental standpoint: how do we how do we compartmentalise that rejection, and how do we work through that? It's something I don't necessarily hear a lot of managers talking about: is how they coach their reps through that that rejection, that first three or four months of. Getting the door slammed in your face every single day and maybe only seeing one yes, right? We're going to get a lot more no's than we are yes. So, how do you, how do you, how have you worked through that historically? Yeah, I think it's a big
1: question, right? And um, I think yeah, the, the app example you said, apps apps said as well is it's, it's very similar, it's similar it's across dating apps, apps to also emails. There will them. be some element of rejection, there always is. It's more in a dating app, right? I, I'd assume. It <laughs> <That laughs> could be more personal, right? Yeah. I mean. um, but I, I think the key really is to understand that not everyone will like, like you when it comes to dating that's the general advice. advice but when, but it, when comes it comes to, to selling products, as well not everyone will, will like you, you or like I'll your like service, service. Sometimes, sometimes it can be the double I'm whammy the where they, they don't they like you the way you're communicating with them they think it might be too robotic you've got a load of touch points in the cadence maybe you're everywhere suddenly um, but they also just may not want your service like sometimes there's very little you can do to convert someone i think the key really is to learn and understand from the nose right there will always be a percentage that are 100% no and it's just because it's not a good fit be that because it's a person that maybe doesn't fit in with the way you are your lifestyle etc or be that a customer who just isn't looking for your service there is not a problem they're experiencing that your service can provide a solution for but the ones to really look at and the ones to work on are for example Maybe there's something you said that could be improved. So in that, so in that second email, when you outreach, them, maybe you reach out five times by email, no response. Maybe what we're actually saying here is maybe you need to diversify your channels. Maybe you're not speaking over enough channels. Again, don't, this, this specific example isn't over dating apps. Don't go messaging people on 15 different dating apps, trying to try and get a response. That does not work. However, if for example, someone's spoken to you on Hinge and they've given you their number, um maybe talk to them on whatsapp maybe maybe try and talk to them in places where they're actually active and you can foster communication is going to turn into like a dating option at this point but it's somewhere where you want to foster communication and dialogue as opposed to just keeping it in one avenue and sticking with it like don't get in a frame of mind that i'm always doing something right there will always be rejection yeah there will always be rejection But there will be ones you can learn from and ones you can improve from to allow you to get better results down the future. And that's the constant improvement that's using Kaizen within this, like little, little improvements, changing the wording of a few things, adding a bit more personalization, diversifying your channels. All of these little, little points will eventually get you to a place where your cadence is super, super strong that they weren't to begin with. You will always get huge rejection in the beginning, but I guess the way you should look at it is it should be, a scale going down the rejection should reduce but it there will it always be rejection um but on that actually aj can understand you your points like if someone's looking to build, build out, out their cadence out do you have any recommendations for ideal amount of touch points, points, points ideal like amount like of channels and, um, and, and how, how they, they should, should look at that, that constant improvement model after the, the first device. few tests have gone out uh, and uh, let's say they get a load of rejections where should they go from there like how can we practically do that
0: Listen, you want to be everywhere. You want to have a multi-channel or omni-channel approach, right? So maybe less so for dating, right? Then it's like <laughs> yeah. to get a bit weird, right? Yeah, so yeah. caveat that. Um, but no, for, from a sales outreach standpoint, you want to be everywhere, right? You want to be in their inbox. You want to be in their, in their emails. You know, you want to be sending them. You want to be on their profile. You maybe want to endorse them for a skill, which you're pretty sure they're going to have you know, anything for you to ensure that you're front of mind, right? And why is this important? Well, I think oftentimes we kind of forget, you know, probably because, you know, we're not in those positions as well, right? But I would always implore people, go reach out to the person in your company who occupies the role of the person you're trying to reach out to. Just ask them, hey, how does your day look? Even look at the calendar if the calendar is public. I mean, they are right? they right? Are, they, are, they are busy, right? So why is that important? Well, they may have read your email seen it it was of interest but time got away from them they had to prioritize something else so having this omnichannel approach whereby which we can catch them at really really odd times in fact i don't know why i got an outreach message from somebody who i've been avoiding to be quite candid with you um she hears this apologies you know you know who you are scheduled a cadence to go live sunday at 9 p.m now <laughs> she, she's american she knows she, she knows i like american sports Hey, that was a great time, right? I was just sat here watching, watching some NFL, right? So omni-channel approach is definitely the way to go, but you need to understand you know, where your ICP hangs out, right? So if your ICP is on is on Twitter, then you know, LinkedIn may not be the best place to reach out to him, right? You may look for a different platform, maybe GitHub, maybe a better place, right? So really requires you to know who the market is. And in regards to idle number of touch points, well, oh, this is where it gets fun. The more the merrier. Is is really just my, my overall sense. Again, caveat that please don't spam someone on Hinge or, or yeah, that's a bit crazy. Not Speaking also about the, the emails. So yeah, yeah, what what we're seeing here personally is this fifteen this fifteen steps, fifteen to twenty steps seems to be the idle range, right? And this is from an email to a to a profile visit to a connection request to a to a, to a message on LinkedIn to another email to a to a video if the phone number's there to a phone call. All of this spread out across a number of days. But again, we're seeing much success between this three to four week time frame, just so it's not spammy. There's always two or three days of gaps between any of the particular actions done here in some cases. And really it's about spacing it across a long period of time because again, the start of the month may be extremely busy for them. That end of the month may be a lot, a lot lighter. And we can probably go into how to stand out in some of these emails, right? This this is where it gets fun. This is where it gets exciting, right? And I'd love to lean into, less so applicable for dating, but if you can figure out how to make this work, more power to you. It's all about problem-based messaging. And, you know, a great gentleman called Keenan has a book, I believe it's called Selling the Gap, I have a copy of it somewhere. And it's simply this idea of, hey, you need to know what the pain points of your ICP are. And, you know, what's the best way to figure out the pain points of your ICP? You'd be surprised how many people don't do this speak to your ICP, right? So speak to your customers in your company. You probably have evangelists, champions, people who have probably done some case studies for you. Ask them a series of questions. You know, you wanna understand, you know, where their pain points are, what were their apprehensions before using the software or the service, you know, how's the service changed their life You know, how would they describe the service and everything they share with you should inform how you respond, how you reach, how you structure your copy. Also, you want to understand, you want to understand what their what their pain points are, what keeps them up in night as much as much as a cliche that comment is, you know, where are the struggles in their day-to-day? What are those weekly struggles they're having? What are those course struggles they're having? What are the monthly struggles they're having in? Why this is important is in your outreach message, you should be able to address each and every one of these problems, right? Typically there's going to be three <laughs> or four core problems, which are the banes of their existence. And it may so happen that your solution Solves all these problems for them, right? And if, if it is, a glove glove fit, beautiful, make it happen, right? So one of the great messages I received recently is from a company called Atrium, right? So how did Atrium do the outreach to me? Well, they must've been scraping LinkedIn, trying to find people who had just been promoted to, to, to a particular role, found me, reached out to me with a copy of a book because they thought that book would be impactful for me and my d- development into, into a new role. <laughs> Pretty much was, bought the book, great, read it, really, really enjoyed it. Another, another message outlining a pain point of somebody who in in my particular role would have, yeah, that pain point was pretty, pretty much what I was having. Another final message outlining another pain point I had this time on LinkedIn. I was done three different times. They reached out to me three different copies, three different pain points, three different problems I had. And the, the theme across all of these was they were able to identify how they had helped somebody else just like myself, and they made it really personal, right? Rather than saying I helped company X Y Z, is hey, we helped Frank at company X Y Z solve this problem that you're having. Here's how we did it, and as a result, Frank didn't need to waste his time or waste her time to an X Y Z, right? And and that's news to people's ears. So in your copy, you really want to make sure you're abiding by this particular framework, right? We helped X Y Z company with xyz this led to xyz growth or xyz whatever the roi is so they didn't have to waste their time doing yy and we can chop and change that as long as our copy outlines that in a consistent theme you're showcasing the roi you're showcasing the transformational journey you've taken somebody on you know you have that multi-channel approach it's just about to that's his point optimizing refining you're going to see some success
1: and and how, how would you approach the abundancy mindset I guess, on both, on both sides, dating and in the Oh, man.
0: Listen, especially in sales right? So right now we're converting that well, a 35% conversion rate. That realistically means that, you know, 65% of the deals we, we, we generate, the pipeline we generate doesn't close. So we, we, who, who really cares? Our focus in this case is there's plenty of deals out there for us, right? We're not, you know, the good thing is depending upon the service that you provide and the type of person you are, if you really believe in yourself, have this great idea of you know, what great guy or girl you are, it's going to be some value you can add to people, right? So, you know, there may not be nobody in your immediate circumference you can reach out to, but there's somebody, you know, 10, 5 kilometers away. So the most important thing is to realize that hey, there's multiple leads outside. Every single inbound lead was once an outbound lead, right? And that's a fundamental mindset shift, which is really important. It means that before any single deals were webinar events, you know, inbounds, they once had the opportunity to be outbound. And and in, in our case, in most cases, you don't really get paid for the inbound deals, right? So you now need to go out and reach out to those companies before they become an inbound. And it's a it's a joint effort with marketing to do so from a dating standpoint. So there's plenty of efficiency, it's probably the, th- the cliche statement. And ultimately, I really do believe there's there is somebody or some people uh for for everybody in this in in in, in this current market. Again, they may not even be in the side of the country. You may need to hop on a plane somewhere to find them, but yeah, truly believe in the idea that there's somebody there for everybody. And from an outbound standpoint, every single inbound deal was once an outbound deal. Just need to get there first. Need to work with marketing to beat them. That's a joke. There's no um, cross function, <laughs> no, no cross functional friction. Hopefully,
1: I feel like that was a, a weirdly eloquent way to showcase that. Um, amazing, amazing. I, I, I think I think the crux of what we're trying to say, especially when it comes to uh, just to summarize, in terms of what we're discussing, when it comes to cadences and to how to build the perfect one, and how we relate to that, obviously in this case, the hinge, dating apps, Tinder, whatever your poison is, is to make sure you're targeting the people that you actually want. Make sure it's accurate, make sure it's good, but again, make sure you keep iterating. Maybe the first time you haven't got it too specific, maybe you need to add more, uh, add, add more different characteristics, etc., or... Be more towards, towards who you are as a business, etc. And then have then, fun with it. Exactly, exactly. It, it's not That's my main takeaway. It, it's not meant to be a challenge, right? At the end of the day, if, if your business and your service that you're providing is as great as you think it is, should sort of be able to sell itself as long as the people you're reaching out to have the problem that you think they do, and if they do, should be a pretty easy conversation. Anything uh, you want to add, AJ?
0: Have fun. Have fun. Try new things. Again, to the idea of standing out, the only way you can stand out is by trying different things, right? And you probably have to have this ability to be okay being the butt of the joke, right? You may send over a voice note that you know you think is it's going to hit. It doesn't hit. Before you know it, you're you're in a you're in a WhatsApp group chat getting laughed at. But hey, such <laughs> is the game, right? You know, you may send a voice note on LinkedIn to to a prospect that doesn't work. Hey, doesn't necessarily mean that 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 process that that message was wrong just meant the message was not for the right person probably need to go back to and qualify further but I'm, i'm confident if you try enough new things and try them with a with a data rich approach you will make a breakthrough and what you'll see especially now is a lot of people are scared to try new things are scared to put themselves out there right so there was a point in time two to three years ago when Video was all the rage, right? And the, the top salespeople from an outbound standpoint, who were using video. We've seen some ridiculous results. Now videos is a little bit more standardized. You know, we're, we've probably seen a drawdown in, in, in the level of success one can have with video. The new thing right now is, is voice messages on LinkedIn. I think I guess, I've been out that, that feature. I, I, I don't even know, but like it's, it's, give those a try. You know there's a particular way by which we can we can make it work we'll probably talk about in another episode about how you can optimize for your video and optimize for your voice notes but simply go out there try new things refine iterate eventually you'll break through look at the example of when you did break through try and identify what went well there how did this differ from the other opportunities and there you go now simply it's about taking that applying that to to a wider bucket of of super personalized ICPs and then growing and scaling and creating that repeatable sales or operating cadence in this case.
1: There we go. So hopefully, so hopefully you guys, guys got a bit, a bit of insight into how we would approach cadence building and some key building blocks. And how Vasu
0: approaches data.
1: Yeah, okay. and, and and how I approach dating. There go. Um, which in hindsight, we've all taken some learnings from this. There we go.
0: So optimize and have fun. That's the that's the main that's the main takeaway. Daylight, all night light, or the blue light, all this light, these face light, it's glow light, that's called light, and it's sound light, in the sound light, in the sound light.